My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. We have an amazing guest about to come on here today, you guys. Heather Roberts is a trailblazer in the world of female entrepreneurship. As the founder of Boundary Line Mastermind Program, she empowers business owners to overcome burnout and find balance in their personal and professional lives by mastering the art of boundaries. She's also the host of Boundaries, Business, and Boobs. Welcome to the show, Heather. How's it going? Doing great. Thanks, Britt. I'm so excited to be here. This is just wonderful. It's a pleasure to have you on. I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Now, I know that I kept it pretty brief, the introduction, but I mean, you have, wow, you have a story to share. So why don't we go ahead and just, you know, take it back a little bit. And if you don't mind telling us a bit of that story, and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so mine is a little bit um, more unusual than I think a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, I was actually the stay-at-home, I was a stay-at-home mom for the first 14 years I was married. My husband had a job in corporate and we literally moved all the time. Um, and so somebody had to kind of be the, the stability at home. <laughs> and it hey. really it got to a point that um, we were tired of corporate. So um, decided to, together, we co-founded our first business, which is wow. RSG Sales. And it's a um, an agency slash consulting firm that helps home decor and furniture suppliers grow their e-commerce sales channel. So that's like with Wayfair and Target and Amazon and Home Depot and Lowe's. So it's extremely niche. Um, and we started that together um, and have grown it to be, um, you know, a seven figure plus, um, you know, business. Um, and it's been an interesting, interesting because working with my spouse, uh, we've had several iterations of how that looks. Um, but <laughs> one of them, one of those had it to the point where I was like, you know, I really want to start um, my own product business. I was doing a lot of consulting with design work and trends and, and colors and just all of those things for our clients. And I thought, you know what? It's like, why am I not doing this for myself? So that had me start um, my decorative throw pillow company, uh, eBuy Design, and like literally at my kitchen table. And um, our differentiator was that we had low um, affordable price points with the look and touch and feel of high-end designs. So we did this by having an on-staff artist who, you know, we coordinated and worked together for all of our designs. And within two and a half years, we were very, very fortunate to become a top five pillow supplier at Wayfair. Um, and I put in systems and created processes and all of those. And um, about five years in, I literally looked at my husband one day and I said, I hate this. I literally hate this and I do not want to do it another day. <laughs> so right. I, you know, and like, that's not, most people won't admit that they didn't enjoy like here. I was like, oh yes, this is supposed to be the thing I passed down to my children and da, da, da. And I was like, right. I don't like this. This is not fun. Um, and so just zero I, passion. Um, with yeah. It. I lost, like, I literally lost the passion for it. 
And um, so I decided to um, sell the business. So I worked for a few months to kind of put those final pieces in place. And I was super, super lucky. Um, after we decided, after I decided to sell, I mean, you kind of listed it. And we were actually um, went through, found a, had a buyer, went through due diligence and closed six weeks later with an amazing wow. exit. And that was like, that's huge. Um, and it has been, you know, it was very validating that I was doing something good. Um, and it left me to kind of go, huh, what do I want to do now? And right. first thing, yeah. So the first thing I did was actually, um, had always kept a foot in our, in our agency. And I just went back and restructured some things and made it so that it was, um, our profitability increased, um, 25%. Um, we decreased the amount of hours we were working and it was just all about you know, the type of clients and the systems and so forth, which if you listen to me over and over, you're going to hear like in the systems and the processes. <laughs> um, and so, That's important though. Yeah. Yeah. But really what it gave me to do or what it was able to have me do is have the time and the space to, I started really listening to like my friends and colleagues, women, um, moms in particular, and the constant struggle and push and pull that they were feeling between the demands of their business and the demands of their family. And right. it really came down to me that we were having a hard time keeping boundaries around both of those entities. And so that's what led me to start the podcast, Boundaries, Business and Boobs, and Extraordinary Women, the company that I now run. Incredible. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story because you it's a huge journey and honestly relatable, I'm sure, to some people listening. You know, stay-at-home mom to running an incredibly successful business to making a or a corporate exit and then starting a whole nother chapter. It's huge. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about a little bit, you know, about you know, moms and successful business businesses, especially for, let's talk about moms over 40. I know you have a lot of value to add behind that. So I'll let you go ahead. Yeah. So we're in a unique situation. If we are, um, you know, women who own and run very successful businesses and we're over 40, we were mostly, you know, I'm over 50. So we are children of the seventies and early eighties. Right. And there were certain societal expectations that were put on us. It was that, you know, if you're going to go into to the corporate life, then you've got to work like a man. And if you're going to build your own business, you've got to work like a man. Nothing against men, but they don't, most men who work and who own their own company do not have the same challenges that we do. And that is meaning we're supposed to run everything in our business and we're supposed to run everything in our family. You know, we're the ones who make sure that the kids get to school, that they have lunch, that there's after, you know, all of the things after school happen. We're the ones who make sure the groceries are done and there's food on the table and that the, the house, house is clean. clean. There's soap mm -hmm. and the, I mean, like, should I go through? I mean, I, you know, <laughs> in one, yeah. one day I was teasing my husband and I said, he'd been awake for like 45 minutes. And I said, do you realize in this 45 minutes, all of the things that you have done only existed and happened because I made sure they were there for you. And it it's like true, was a though. big, aha moment right and so we carry such an intense mental load of you know that ongoing checklist in our heads so what i have found is when we actually start talking about that 
like not in a bashing kind of way, but from a, hey, I maybe need a little bit more from somebody, whether that's we hire, you know, a housekeeper or, a, you know, a house manager, or we hire someone to clean our house, or we get help with our kids, or, you know, if we have aging parents, because that's part of my, you know, you, you've got to find the, the things that are your biggest friction points, and then, you know, either hire somebody to help you or get some, you know, friends together or your spouse or your kids. I agree with you. <laughs> or Yeah. Yeah. So does that tie into, you know, finding that switch where you can, you know, outsource to make things easier on yourself so you can take that intense mental checklist off your mind and focus on, you know, the business or the family does that lead us into and tie into, you know, where the mom guilt comes in or the guilt for wanting to be a successful business owner, entrepreneur? Tell me about that. Yeah. So what I really find with, with myself and my clients is we've carried around this big old bag of mom guilt. It's, you know, it's not even like a backpack. It is like a boulder, right? right? And it's because we want to do all the things for our children, provide for them emotionally, be there to their events, you know, support them financially, all of the things because we want the best for our kids, right? But it comes with a lot of guilt because you are one person. You are not a superhero. You cannot do it all. Mm -hmm. And so you feel guilty when you are at work and you're not at your kid's play because you can't, or you feel guilty that you're at your kid's play and not, you know, running that, um, coaching call or, you know, a sales call or whatever it is. So it's constantly feeling like, no, you, you can't make anybody happy. And the way that I have found, you know, some peace and space with that is by creating better boundaries um, and right. understanding what I'm, you know, what that looks like for me. Cause what it looks like for me, it does not look the same for Brit, right? And it doesn't look the same for Sue down the street or what have you. So it's understanding how that whole thing pulls together. A hundred percent. I agree with you. I mean, as a, as a mom entrepreneur, wanting to be successful, but also want to be a present figure in the family, like you're pulled in a million different directions. So tell us how you came up with boundaries that worked for yourself that led to six, more success with the business. I mean, that led you to be a, you know, a present mother figure as well. Tell us a bit about that. So it's been a journey. It's not something that happened overnight. Um, but what I did was I looked at what were the three biggest friction points in my life. And that means both at work and at home. And for me, it was, I had made commitments to my children to do things for their school, for the teams that they played on and so forth. And it was requiring a lot of my time. Um, and I couldn't physically do that. So the way I handled that was I hired my first personal assistant. And that is life-changing. Um, I agree with you. Us, oh my God. It's just life-changing. Just do I it. A, I know. And I mean, like you always say your first hire should be a VA. No, 
your first hire needs to be a personal assistant, house manager type person. I mean, that's right. because that removes so much stress right off the bat. So um, I actually have a girlfriend who says she would rather not eat than not have her house manager. <laughs> yeah, that's how much she I mean, loves her house manager. A hundred percent, honestly. And if you, I'm, I, I totally am behind you with this having someone to fill in those areas so that you can focus more on the business or as a parent, life-changing. Your business will skyrocket. You're, you're, oh, oh, I'm, I'm with you here. (laughs) Yes. I mean, increased my productivity. It increased our revenue. It, it was everything. Um, and it actually allowed me to be more present than ever before. Um, because I was able to have, the time in my schedule. And so that was my, my second big thing is I basically put in time boundaries. Like what am I willing, you know, to do and, and work and how do I want that to look? And, um, so that was my second big thing. And then the third big thing was to really, um, make sure I was delegating in a way that really had our team feel empowered and not like constantly kind of looking over the shoulder or holding them back or something like that. Right. So those are the three three biggies that made a huge, huge difference in my life. And it allowed me then to basically create my definition of boundaries, right? And so for me, um, my boundaries are like the fence around my backyard. And, you know, it has the, the structure and the size to keep out the big ugly, hairy things that just aren't going to work for me. Um, but there's also this gate, right? And the gate in my backyard, both figuratively and, you know, literally allows me to let the things in that I want and let go of the things that aren't working anymore. So it allows my boundaries to evolve over time, right? So, um, you know, if, if it's a, let's just say, for example, um, I don't work but 20 hours a week on any week. And I don't work Fridays at all. Um, I, you know, so for me, that was a big one of now I'm putting in some strict time boundaries around the time that I work because I really am in a different stage and phase than I wanted to be able to have that flexibility, right? That's the thing that has evolved over time. Um, So I say no to anything that doesn't work within those time boundaries. Does that mean sometimes it may, you know, cause growth to be slower? Maybe, but the hours that I do work, I'm a whole lot more focused um, than, you know, if I was worrying about, oh, I have to go pick up this kid or I have to go do this or I have to, you know, it's just, I'm a lot more intentional. I think that's a good word with what I commit to and what I don't commit to because I have set those, that time boundary. You work smarter, not harder. And your your business is growing way better because of that, right? Since you set those boundaries and yes. I love it. I love it. A hundred percent. And I also one of the big boundaries that I have learned the hard way through the years is with my team. Because Mm -hmm. I think women entrepreneurs in particular, um, you know, we, and especially with online business owners, it can be very isolating. You don't necessarily, you know, have much time to develop really good female relationships. And so sometimes your team becomes your friend. And that is like 
big, that is one of the worst things you can do for your business because, you know, a team, if you think about it, like a basketball team, everybody has a role and no one is bigger than the team, meaning sometimes a team out, a team or a company outgrows one of its players and you need to have somebody else come on board or maybe somebody retires and ages out or whatever, you know, but you've got to remember that your business is its own living and breathing entity. And so you have to always do what's best for the business. And yes, mm -hmm. you want to have good relationships with your team, but you don't want them to be your besties because if you need to make a change, it's really, really hard. I hundred percent agree with that. You know, I've been on several teams in my life and it is hard when you become besties with them or you, you know, you're very close with them because when some things change, you know, um, we had a family business and, um, you know, we were really close with everyone before and stuff like that. And we wanted to see everyone do really well and that this and that, right? However, it was something had happened and we had to make a really hard decision that we did not want to, but we had to, for the business sake, you have to remember, yeah. you have to, it's really hard when you're close with someone in your team to make business decisions without having that emotion, right? Oh, so hundred percent behind you. I, I, I agree. It's, it's best not to make <laughs> besties with your team. Because if you yeah. need to make those hard emotional, uh, hard business decisions, it's, it can be tough if you have emotion in it and if you're feeling bad for them or you know what I mean? So, right. And making changes in your team is never easy, but it is just, it can be just devastating if it is a bestie <laughs> and there's just no other way to put it, you know? And so it, that in the long term hurts the growth and productivity of the, of your, of your business. A hundred percent. So Heather, tell us a little bit about, you know, your director's chair and, and the, the people you work with and how that whole program goes. I'd love to hear about that right now and share it with everyone listening. Yeah, thank you. Um, so the director's chair is my newest program and it is um, a one day uh, immersive experience, one-on-one -on -one in person um, where we um, put together a plan for the business owner, the, the mom in this particular instance, and to find out, you know, what are their big friction points? What are they having the most struggle with? And then we create a step-by-step -step plan for them to implement. And I like to kind of sum it up as it's becoming the director of your own life as opposed to an actor in the story of it. And it it's really an empowering um, experience. It's not like a, um, rent a girlfriend, like we're not gonna sit and drink champagne and all of that. That's great, but we don't have time for that. We need a mm -hmm. plan and we need to be able to know we can implement it. And so um, we work on you know, setting your boundaries, how you're gonna maintain them, the conversations you're gonna have with people. It's building, looking at your systems. Who do you need to hire? Who do you maybe not need to have on your team? It's all of it. And we put together this plan that literally at the end of the day, you walk out with. And so um, it's really empowering. Incredible. And you're making these plans personalized because everyone's life yes. is different. So, yes. you know, I think that's so important to have someone there that can, you know, you're not just following what everyone else is doing. You're making it personalized. So it works for your uh, clients. 
Yeah, it's really kind of against the grain, um, right? You know, in the time of a lot of group coaching and so forth, I find that there are there are women who have really successful businesses and they have a lot of external, you know, commitments and they don't they don't have time or the energy or want to sit in group coaching. They want someone who goes okay, you see me, you hear me, now let's fix this, you know? Right. And I think that's, um, it's so important to be able to be seen and heard. 100%. I love it. This is really exciting. Now, you know, I know we're getting close to the end of the, the episode, but I did want to ask you a little bit about, you know, how your podcast ties into the business. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Not at all. So Boundaries Business and Boobs is... Um, for basically the women that I, that I work with. So on our, on the, um, on the podcast, I interview women who are kind of, I say like on the other side of it. So they have gone through the burnout and they've gone through the ups and downs of owning businesses and, and, um, they've put in their own strategies. And so it really is, um, really, it's been an amazing journey to be able to listen to every woman's story because they are all different. And, right. um, you know, I think that just is the thing that's the key that speaks to, look, the way Danielle did it is not the way Hillary did it. So, you know, maybe you'll pick something up along the way that will help you put together your own plan so that you can be your director. So that's, you know, it really, um, it speaks to the same people. Um, it just, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I didn't know how much I love podcasting until I started doing that. Oh, that makes me happy to hear. And I'm on the same page as you. I mean, and also you are connecting with people worldwide now, you know, globally, instead of just in your own little town, yep. you know, yep. so it yep. speaks volume. And um, I, I'm sure maybe you, you've had this experience as to you know, someone randomly sending you an email or getting a hold of you saying, you know what, I've been binge watching your episodes and I'm here, I'm ready to work with you. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's funny. It's, you know, the first times it happens, it's a little like, oh my God. But then you're like, yeah. no, this is like value. Like I'm actually, right. this is actually helping somebody. Right. You so, are actually um, changing people's lives, which is yeah, amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it went from being like, oh God, I'm a little embarrassed to, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, so, I'm yeah. so happy to hear that. I love it. Yeah. Well, Heather, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on and add so much value. You know, everything that we talked about are things that we really need to, you know, take in because we do need to set boundaries. We do need to get that mental heavy, that heavy mental checklist off our minds. And if that means outsourcing to a housekeeper or, um, you know, um, an assistant, do it, right? Do it so that you yes. can be a more present mother. Do it so you can, you know, you know, your your business can skyrocket and you can actually work smarter, not harder, and um make value out of your business instead of being torn in so many different directions. You know, how do you ever focus and do your best if if you're pulled in all these different directions? So uh, I love what you're doing and I think it's so important. So I appreciate it. And you know, Right before we jump off, if anyone is looking to connect with you and maybe, you know, talk to you about director's chair or maybe your mastermind, what would be the best way to go ahead and reach out to you? Yeah, uh, thanks for asking. So it would be to go to extraordinarywomen.co. So extraordinarywomen.co and 
there's all the information, click on a button and we can jump on a call and see if I can help. Amazing. Well, thanks again, Heather. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or, or higher and want to come on just like Heather Roberts did today to talk about your business, talk about what you do, talk about the podcast and your story, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thank you so much, Heather. Bye, guys. Catch you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.